0: Welcome into to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. Men, thank you for making some time and listening to today's show. Today I'm going to talk about what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Now I'm not going to get into all four Gospels and even into Acts every time he references the Holy Spirit. I'm going to look specifically today at John chapter 12 verses 15 to 26 and just really the meat of that where Jesus a handful of times references the Holy Spirit, what he says about the Holy Spirit, and what that actually means in your life. So men, it is time for today's show. All right, man, it is time for today's show. Today, as I said in the introduction, we are talking about what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit, specifically in John chapter 12, uh, starting in verse 15. Now, we're not talking about having intuition. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. I've shared this before. I had a guy call me a while back and he was really seeking uh, some spiritual answers. He was really looking for um, maybe to solidify his faith in God. I think he has a faith and a belief in God. Uh, But he was surrounded by people uh, who were really attacking his faith, and the more they attacked his faith, the more he felt like he didn't have adequate answers to give them, Uh, the more that he probably allowed doubt and, and questions to continue to creep into his mind. One of the things we referenced as we were talking is the power of the Holy Spirit. As men, as humans, but as men specifically, we fight a lot of battles. We fight a lot of things. You fight with those voices in your head that tell you um, that you're not going to measure up, that you're, you're going to waste this life, that you're going to uh, fail. You, you fight with voices uh, that tell you a lot of things that uh, are just flat out lies. Uh, you fight against uh, feeling inadequate. You fight against uh, spiritual battles, emotional battles, sometimes financial battles, uh, relational battles. You're you're constantly in some sort of battle asking yourself, how do I respond to this? What's the appropriate response to, to this? Say we're Uh, online talking about uh, God's unconditional love for us and and somebody asked the question and and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit but basically um, how do we understand this unconditional love and how do we show it to other people and my my gut feeling was this person is talking about someone in their life that, that they really love and really care about one of the hardest things to model for someone that you really love or care about is unconditional love at what point do you put get your hands off the ball and say you know what it's yours. You do with it what you want. And when do you lean in and, and really um, exert more spiritual force, if you will. So we're in such a a constant battle, a wrestling match with um, internal and external, things that are spiritual and then things that are just totally destructive. And God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit and how important it is to have the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, we believe in the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When Jesus leaves this earth. He talks about that he's going to give us, that the, actually God is going to give us, God the Father, the Holy Spirit that is going to reside inside of us. And so there's a few things we're going to talk about here uh, with the Holy Spirit and, and get into this. Um, this isn't necessarily a Bible study, but I would encourage you to look at John chapter 12, uh, again, starting in verse 15. In our tribe uh, discipleship uh, group, we're currently reading through John right now. So there's several things about that book that are just and jumping off the page at me. And this was one today that I read and I wrote several things in my field guide about it. And as I was sitting... Um, thinking about a podcast and and thinking about content and and a lot of other things going on, I I just, this really uh, almost jumped off the mental page at me of talking about this and unpacking this. So I'm going to start in verse 15. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So Jesus says, if you love him, you know, I, I follow Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm a, a church member. I'm a Well, the, the, the way we know that you are really a Christian, not just by words, is if you keep his commandments. How do we know what Jesus' commandments are? Read the Bible. You read the Bible. He says, I will ask the Father. So God the Father being the authority in this, Jesus interceding on behalf of us, To God the Father, I will ask God the Father, and he will give you another helper. This is not another Messiah. This is not another great prophet. This is not another religion or thing to follow. He says, I'm going to give you a helper. We know that as an an advocate, a counselor, and, and Jesus says this, to be with you forever. So first things first, we're going to look at three different things, but specifically, number one, Jesus says that he is going to give us a helper. Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit, this helper, this advocate, this counselor, this God that's inside of us will be with us forever. This is not a one-time emotional moment. You came forward, you raised your hand at a tent meeting, you came forward at a conference, you uh, filled out a card at a revival. This is not a one-time deal and you had that high emotion and ever since then you've been chasing that emotion and saying, how do I get more of that? Uh, We call that maybe a camp high, that you went to camp, you went to a, a gathering of Christians and you had this spiritual high and you said, I want more of that. Well, what's happened in those spiritual high moments is those are mountaintop moments, but we don't live on the mountaintop. You live with everybody else. And so the rest of your, your days, uh, you don't, Always have those mountain type moments, but what you realize is the same God that's on top of the mountain is the same God who's down on the bottom with, with the rest of us. And Jesus says this God who is a helper, a counselor, an advocate for you and with you is actually going to be with you forever. What about the days that I don't feel very Christian? What about the days that I'm, I suck as a dad? What about the days that I blew it as a, a husband or a, an employee or whatever? What about those days? Yeah, the Holy Spirit is with you forever. And if you rewind those days... You're probably going to see moments where the Holy Spirit was trying to stop you uh, from sabotaging yourself. And if you say, well, I don't feel like I experienced that. Then I would say is you need to see if you're following Jesus. OK, Jesus says, if you love him, you keep his commandments. So are you following Jesus? Are you keeping his commandments? Uh, Why well, don't I don't want to be a religion full of rules? No, love them. You keep your commandments. So I love my wife. That means I don't commit adultery. That means I don't do things that are going to destroy my marriage or destroy my children or destroy Destroy my relationship with them, why? because I love them, and so I keep the the covenant, I keep the promise that I said I would make to them that 's what Jesus says here he says i 'm going to ask the Father and he 's going to give you a helper that will be with you forever. so this is a forever deal, not a one time thing that means good times that means bad times. See what happens is in good times i don 't know about you men, but for me, in good times when things are going really, really good, man, I walk a little bit taller, man, I kind of get that. Uh, Super athlete swag going and start to think you know what I can do no wrong right now I'm telling you what my decisions are faultless. I am uh, on untouchable things are just on top of the world Maybe you got some cash in your pocket Maybe you have a great vacation coming up or you just have this window You just have this peripheral vision of everything in my sight right now is good. It must be good And you kind of forget. Yeah. Yeah. God's good, too and then when things are going bad, We just blame God. Man, I know God is faithful. I know God is good. I know God keeps his promises, but right now, I just don't feel it. Man, I've said that so many times. I've felt that so many times, and I'm telling you, man, that is Satan just trying to say, did God really say? Just like he said back in the garden, did God really say that you're not, man, what he manipulates God's word. So if you want to know what God says, go back to his word. If you want to know what I say, come to me. If I want to know what my wife says, I, I go to her. I go to my kids. I You, you go to the source. If you want to know, get, did God really say? Then go to the one who really did say. Let's jump down to verse 17. Even the, here it is again, spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Yikes, that's that's loaded. If you are listening to this podcast because someone shared it with you or someone said, you know, I'm a Christian, you ought to check this out. And, and thank you. Thank you for men that have done that. You've shared these podcasts and videos and content with other guys. I man. that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to equip Christian men, but we're trying to show non-Christian men what Jesus is really all about and what Christianity is all about. So let's unpack this a little bit. If you're not a Christian, this will make absolutely no sense to you. If you're a new Christian, this might make even less sense to you because you're trying to figure this thing out. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth. So what's that tell me? First and foremost, the Holy Spirit is truth because God is true. If the Holy Spirit is true and truthful, that means we are in tune with the Holy Spirit. We can trust that we are being true to our calling as well. So the Holy Spirit, we don't have to pray to the Holy Spirit. We listen to, we obey, we submit to, we lean into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us here. So we, we know that, okay, um, is this good? Is this bad? You know, we'll go back to that guy that talked about, you know, made that call to me. He was talking about intuition. He says, isn't that just intuition when you know something is right or something is wrong? And my, to my, uh, what I asked him is who gives you that intuition? You see, I b- believe. Even non-believers, people who do not believe in Jesus, have an intuition that tells you things that are good, things that are are bad. The Bible talks about that, things that are written on your heart, this God-shaped hole, if you will, that you just know things that are good, things that are bad. We can all agree that what most of us could agree that certain crimes are just downright bad. They're downright evil and they're wrong. More times than not, you're going to find people go, yeah, I believe in that. Now, you may say that because of your biblical worldview. They may say that because they believe in just moralism or they believe in just uh, secular humanism. They believe in, you know, but we can agree on right and wrong. I said, well, who gives us that? I believe God has instilled that in each and every one of us. The Holy Spirit, though, that's a little bit different. Uh, I've shared this before. I was on a trip with my wife several years ago. It was like an anniversary trip. We were going out of town. It was one of the first times we had ever done that uh, since we had children to my knowledge and we were going on this trip it wasn't real far just a few hours away but as the days leading up to it we got this huge fight now, I don't know about you, but my wife and I, every once in a while, especially at the worst absolute moments, will have a disagreement that will just be magnified because of the current circumstances. So it's like kerosene just being poured on a fire and it just blows up. And this thing was blowing up. And I remember thinking, and I know she did as well, the last thing I want to do is spend three hours and a couple of days with this person. I, I simply don't want to do it. I want to cancel the trip and just going to stay home. But we wisely went anyways. And on the way there, we began that small talk, awkward conversation. And I decided on the way that whatever the Holy Spirit led me to say or led me to do, I was going to do it. And, and, and I tried to do that for the next couple of days. And I'm telling you, we had one of the best trips uh, we've maybe ever had as a couple, just the two of us. And I think if we were to do that more and say, you know what, I'm going to do my absolute all today to keep God's commandments. And when the Holy Spirit leads me to pray with someone or to, to, to serve someone or to forgive someone, you know, I'm going to do it. The next thing uh, Jesus tells us, he said, look, it's going to be confusing, right? Because the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because it neither sees him nor knows him. So talking about the Holy Spirit to uh, an unbeliever is going to sound like some creepy, hippie voodoo stuff. Like you're telling me you do what? You're telling me there's what living inside you? Now, if you you look at our x-rays, we're going to look exactly the same. Uh, Jesus said this is not going to make any sense to them. This is not going to make any sense to a lost world that you have part of God living inside you. The world, specifically those who do not know Jesus, are not going to understand this power at all. And if you've served or if you have prayed with people or if you have done things that were God things to people who do not deserve, uh, at least in our flesh, Those God moments, are going to say, that makes absolutely no sense to me. I have no idea. If you've ever listened to a missionary who has gone to like a radical part of the world and has just served and served and had these crazy experiences, even you and I would go, man, that makes absolutely no sense to me that you would even endure that, that you would even be a part of that. I would have left. I would have, you know, um, I think about John the Baptist with Herod. I would have said, you know what? Forget you, man. You live in this sinful, wicked, disgusting lifestyle. I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm going to go do what I need to do and teach people who need to be. No, God says, um, you know, I'm going to call you to do things and it's not going to make sense. I'm going to call you to serve people who you really don't want to serve. I'm going to call you to forgive people you don't want to forgive. I'm going to call you uh, to do things at times that are going to make absolutely no sense. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, There's been times in our life and in our marriage and our family that we have served or we have, uh, even when we moved, you go, man, on on paper that makes little to no sense, but this is exactly what God wants us to do. And we can know and be known because of the Holy Spirit. This is not an intuition or like a Jiminy Cricket, let your conscience be your guide thing. It's a real working Powerful relationship. You want to fight a battle. You fight that battle with the Holy Spirit empowering you, the Holy Spirit being very alive and active. I believe this just like a relationship in your life, if you neglect a relationship for a day, it may not be a big deal. You do it for a couple days, a week, month, year, years, it's going to be very, very raw, awkward etc. If you ever try to reconcile that again, if you ignore your spouse for a specific period of time, when you do reconcile like that car ride, it's going to be uncomfortable, awkward, um, kind of like a junior high kid at their first dance. It's not going to make a lot of sense. And you're just going to want to hang out the wall, um, with your polo shirt, your khaki pants, man. You're you're just going to want to drink as much lemonade and all the sugar cookies you can because you're, it's awkward and you feel like a dork. Uh, that's going to be that way sometimes with, with the Holy spirit. If you've ignored the Holy spirit, you're like, Hey God, I want you to live inside of me, but I don't want to do the things that you're leading me to do. That's not going to be a healthy relationship. Uh, That's not going to be a powerful relationship. You want to fight battles. You fight battles through obedience, and you fight battles through obedience to God. And men, we all must learn this. We can fight battles, and we can bang our head against the wall, and we can run through brick walls, and I would do anything for my wife, and I would do anything for my kids, and I would do this. And we like to make these giant boasts and believe that we are something of someone. Uh, But how about just starting with just simple obedience to God? That's the most powerful thing you can do every day. The most powerful thing you can do every day is be an obedient man to God's word. As Jesus said, if you love me, if you want my salvation... If you want to spend eternity with God the Father, you will keep my commandments. You keep them by doing them. You don't keep them by writing them and putting them in a box and tying it to your head or to your shoulder blades or whatever. Um, the, the religious leaders love to do that. He says you keep them by, by living them out. And when you do this, you're going to get a helper and you're going to get the spirit of truth. Let's jump down to verse 25. He says, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. He's talking to the disciples and they're having like a little Q&A rapid fire Judas asked one, guys are asking, you know, like, hey, man, wait, 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 let's rewind this real quick. Let me get some clarification on this, this helper, this thing you're talking about, this person. Uh, he says, I told you this while well, I'm still with you, but the helper, there it is again, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring, you to, bring to you remembrance. All that I have said to you. So he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. God is a God who says remember over and over and over. God tells us, I've said before, I think it's like 234 times, um, to remember, to remember, to remember. We need to remember. And there's power in that. And Jesus said, when, when you remember remember, When you remember correctly, the Holy Spirit is going to be a great reminder of that. He's going to teach you that. This is why when you look back on things in life and you see your life from five years ago, 10 years ago, even sometimes 10 minutes ago, things become a lot more clear when you are remembering than when you are actually living in them. And in the moment, you go, wait a minute, wait, wait, he did say that. You know what I do recall being in that situation at that time and suddenly you can remember um, you know the time on the clock and the shoes you were wearing and you can remember who was in the car and you can remember all these things Jesus says you can remember because the Holy Spirit is going to allow you to recall these things that I have taught you and this is all happening because the God the Father is sending to you us regular people the Holy Spirit in. Jesus name. The Holy Spirit teaches us and helps us remember all things. Now, Satan likes to be the great reminder. That's, and I don't want to confuse you, but I believe God leads us to remember and Satan likes us to be reminded, reminded of failures, reminded of ways we have blown it, reminded of people that have hurt us, remind ourselves of things that were destructive. It's like going to a movie and it is terrible and you rewatch it over and over and you'd say, what are you doing this is what we do when we are continually reminded of things that are sinful, evil, wicked, destructive, whatever. I, I, have you ever experienced this being uh, a, the Holy Spirit allowing you to remember or Satan leading you to have a reminder? I mean there are powerful powerful moments. You can have a moment where Satan reminds you of something and you can feel just as angry, bitter, jaded, anxious about it today as you did on that day. Many Many years ago or when God leads you to remember and suddenly you go wow That was a powerful moment That was that was a covenant promise Uh, That that was a line in the sand that was a time where I said, you know what? There's no turning back. I am going all in and when you have those moments man, they are they are powerful powerful moments and all this is connected to the Holy Spirit. We'll go back again. Uh, Jesus says that he will be a helper. He says that he is truthful and he says that he helps you remember those three things man you want to you want to fight a battle you want to charge into every day you want to win the day you want to own the day you want to go in and go you know what I'm going all in today I'm gonna to have a presence today I'm gonna to, I'm going to let people know that I was here and I am here representing God that I am getting my my shield and my sword and I'm going into battle and I'm going to deal with whatever face whatever I'm faced with I'm gonna be stronger I'm gonna develop fortitude in my life because of the power of the Holy spirit the Holy Spirit is a sign that we are following Jesus, that we are gods, that our eternity is secure because of God the Father, because he is faithful, because he is good, and because we can trust him. He holds it all in, our, in his hands, and he has been relentlessly pursuing us since the earliest pages of Scripture, since the first ink was hitting the paper of Scripture. God has been pursuing your heart and my heart, and men, we need to lean into the power of the Holy Spirit. I firmly believe that. Read the Gospels over and over and over again, and you're going to see uh, Jesus reference the power of that. Read the book of Acts. Read the rest of the New Testament. You're going to see what the Holy Spirit will do in the life of a regular man, just like you, just like me. These guys had jobs. These guys had families. They had friends. They had enemies. They had everything that we have. And they turn the world on its head for Jesus. Man, we can do the same thing. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope that you click subscribe. I hope that you leave a review. Man, I hope you share this with your friend. That'd be one of the most uh, humbling things for me to know that you have shared this with some friends. You say, man, I want you to listen to this. Guys, we just want to get better together. And we do that as we relentlessly pursue building better men together. We follow Jesus. We work and keep what God's entrusted to us. And then we invest in others. We equip them. We help them do the exact same thing. Guys, I hope you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They're all at Pursue Manliness. We just want to create environments where people can engage. You can connect. You can share content. You can invite people uh, to share content. One of the greatest places to invite people is our closed Facebook group, Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash Pursue to Manliness. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, you are the the first to know that uh, I believe starting in uh, August, we're gonna start doing our live teaching again. We're gonna go through the life of David in the Old Testament through 1 Samuel. Man, I am pumped for that. That'll be on our in our closed Facebook group. Um, we, we did that before with a couple other different uh, pieces of scripture. We're gonna do it again. Uh, and, and always uh, go to thepursuitofmanliness.com. That's where a lot of content is, blogs, podcasts, etc. So, guys, thank you for listening and let's keep pursuing manliness. We'll And you ain't born to be no average Joe.